smoke weed too, but I, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Some cigarettes will kill you, man. Trust me. Dude, quick, quick story. I actually got sick in like uh, in October and November, and then um, I got. I don't know if it was COVID. I just got like a cold and then, then like it gave me a permanent cough almost like that's how bad it was. So probably because I smoked weed and stuff, but it, it, I'm just getting over it. It was, it sucked because I do music, but I'm definitely trying to, the cigarette part, it's like, I don't know if it'll affect me right now I, as much as like in my future, if I'm doing music and I'm like 40, dude. So it might just like, <laughs> cause that's when I really think about it the most. It's It's not your music, it's your health, you know? Like totally, you know, I quit. I quit myself last May. You know, I wish I had quit a lot earlier, but you know, mm-hmm. it was a step in the right direction. And I, number one, all the money I'm gonna save. Number two, I feel a lot better. And three, you know, it's not it's not a deterrent when it comes to putting yourself in certain situations. Right. You don't want to avoid a girl that you like because you smell like cigarettes or whatever the case may be. You know, shit like that. It's just from my experience i'm just speaking on it. oh no yeah hell yeah no you're you're right dude there's so many ways i hate them that it's almost always probably gonna outweigh the like why do i even smoke them you know what i mean like the bad if you take the bad and good it's like it's always gonna outweigh more in negative shit and it's like so always there's never like a positive thing out of it the only thing i can say is when i write music it helps but it's not that's almost in the in your head thing Hey man, it's a it's the art of substitution, right? I feel like there's an equal something for everything. So like the feeling and joy that comes with smoking, like the vibe that it creates, there's something else that's like its equal counterpart. So that way, you know, smoking can be erased from that. And it's something more healthy, like weed. Not nah, playing, but um, <laughs> something. You know what I'm saying? There's something else. Whether that's like a quick meditation session, or maybe it's um fidget spinner. Man, like I thought when Fidget Spinners came out, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life, man. But um, my ex at the time had got me one as a joke. And because I was like, man, I'd be so fidgety in meetings and shit like that. And I was like, fuck, I don't care what they're saying. I, I got to process all this shit and um, just get to the point. And I had the fidget spinner in my hand one day. And like, I'm under the desk in the meeting and shit. And they're like, what the fuck is that noise? I'm like, don't worry about it. But focusing my ass off, though. You know what I mean? So, That's you know. Funny. <laughs> like that man you never know um what that substitution for like that unhealthy habit is that's you know a little bit cleaner or whatever you want to call it yeah the fidget spinners i used to have them those are lit yeah, yeah i'm like a very fidgety i just always am going so like those are awesome dude i, I forgot about those that's funny yeah because especially when your mind's always moving and shit like that like having something like kind of like you know you're like sitting there flicking it and it kind of gets you in a rhythm and it almost like puts you in a trance to like thinking a more clear spot. So I thought so. $5 toy, billion dollar company. Right. True. Such a crazy, smart idea. And it was like, it took how long for people to think about that? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> crazy. Wait till the next one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what a lot of people do? You know what I was going to tell you guys? Because in Cali, I mean, you said you're in Long Beach, so. You might have seen this. I don't know if you smoke weed at all, but like with, I smoke a lot of weed and it's just big out here. I've always been into it. But um, people so, love mixing tobacco with their weed. It's like the biggest thing right now. And like, that's always been a thing like overseas in like European countries and stuff. It's just been, it's called, they roll splits and it's just a very, com- it's almost common for them to do it. I've been told, 
but mm. never here. And now it's caught on in the last, like, I'd say four or five years ago, really, I really started noticing it. But now, like, everyone's on. Like, it's almost rare I see someone who just smokes weed and doesn't smoke it with tobacco because that's how common it is now. You mean the funnel? It has so many different names, actually. Yeah. There's, I've heard, at, at this point, it has, like, I've heard over 10 names for it. So, like, there's everyone has their little name for it, but... I've just called it a spliff because that's what they called it originally overseas, you know, if you roll it up with the tobacco. So, mm. It's crazy. I just tripped on how fast that trend caught on. And it's a weird one because it's like, I don't know if it's a Cali thing either. I don't know if it's like, I know overseas, like I said, they do it, but I don't know if it's just like a Cali thing. They do it here too. Yeah, yeah. it's catching on, man. It, it, that wasn't like that like 10 years ago. No. Maybe it was, I don't know. But yeah, I don't think it was. I've been told it like by older people always that it never really was it's just like a newer generation thing. Mm. It's what got me on the cigarette. That was my only point, but cause I only always smoked weed and everyone started doing it. And I only just, uh, I was always against it. And then like, cause I just love weed. And then like, it just it became the thing where more and more people were bringing it around. And I was like, all right, you know what, let me try. And then it actually got me on to smoking cigarettes slowly. So I was like, it's the trend. <laughs> I don't even know how it started or who, where it started. Yeah, it's interesting to think about stuff like that too. Like, where did stuff start? Like, how did it jump off there enough for like, you know, it it to be like worldwide or like, you know, countrywide? Because you got to think about it. Like, it's got to be like one or two dudes who's like, you know what, we should put some tobacco <laughs> in this blunt, and then, you know, that happens. Oh yeah, blunt, blunt. So I've been a thing for so long that it's like, I, you know, like. People have been, like, so we'll have that discussion a lot, actually, like, if, because blunts have been around, so it's like, people just didn't do, yeah, it's weird, it's a weird one, yeah. it's so weird, and then, like, for 50 or 60 years now, they've been smoking, like, tobacco with their, with their weed now, or, like, since, like, the 70s and 60s, they rolled tobacco with their weed, just how they smoke it, they don't even really smoke it normally, so it just took us, like, a long time, I think, to catch the trend, which is weird, I don't know why, how, why it took so long. Well, if I think about Americans, uh, we're very, like, to the point, like, the pomp and circumstance of all this other shit. It's like, if you want to smoke weed, why the fuck would I not just smoke weed if that's what I'm trying to do, right? So it's like, I think the uh, American convenience, I would say, to just bypass, you know, the, the unnecessary part of the tobacco is probably what got us there, you know, because thinking of us, like, who would want, who would want to do the extra step, one, and then, like, really, what does this tobacco do other than, like, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a vibe, I guess. It's like but, a head high, but yeah. you get over that, you, like, if you smoke it a lot, like, I mean, you get, that doesn't even, weed has a more of an effect than that. It's a stimulant. Yeah. American totally, that's what it is. Yeah, weed. <clears throat> Wait, why'd you say you cut out the tiniest bit on that one on the last part? Oh, I was just saying, like, with the head high, right? Like, Americans would just be like, oh, that's the case. Just get better weed. Oh, I was also thinking weed just became pretty legal, too. I was, as you're talking, like, weed's become very legal. Maybe that's why it became more open, because people were just trying new shit. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, weed did become pretty, is, as, is becoming more open in the last few years, which is cool. True. True, true. Um, hopefully, over time, they go ahead and decriminalize it. Um, totally. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening until they really uh, tap into a way to monetize it. 
Um, on like these like, guys. Yeah, yeah. They're going to yeah. put the fucking shit on it like that, the little stamp. Right, right. So when they That's do that, how they want to do it. <laughs> yeah. The second they tax that joint, I feel like we'll be good. But I don't know what the weed tax will be. The weed tax will be something stupid, like probably 14%. But yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's ridiculous anyway. So at the end of right. the day, it, it's all about the money. Right now, right. you know, once they do legalize it, uh nationally in its whole, then they'll be able to put that money in the bank. Right now they gotta put it in, you know, holding places or uh what do you call it? Uh alternative banks, you know. So because it it, it legally can't be, you know, mixed in with federally funded money. So so once they <laughs> once they do that, yeah, the tax is going to be upwards of twenty percent. Yeah, dude, especially like in California, man, those shits are going to be taxed up so hard because it's been here for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, on Zoom, when someone talks, it switches. Is that what it, it does? It cause it to switch the video? I noticed. Was that like a Zoom thing? So yeah. you uh you on your phone? No, I I actually I got my laptop because I knew it would probably be better. <laughs> okay, you had to put it on gallery view to see everybody at the same time. Oh, I, this is cool. I don't know. I've never used it, so like I'm just like I think it's cool because like when you start talking, it pulls up your video, for example, and then when he starts talking, it goes to his video, which is like really cool. I don't even. That's just cool that it even does. I think it does it on its own. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it does that. Like uh, I I forget the name of the view, but like. Um, I'm pretty sure, Ken, you have it set up that way too, right? Oh, yeah, I see. I see what you're talking about, the view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, because at first I was, um, mine was switching too. Now I was just used to switching like that, but. Oh, cool. Okay, I see. That's cool. The gallery one's cool. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what's your first question, uh, Ken? Well, we kind of we kind of touched on that some, but um, my first question was to ask, like, what your musical inspiration was. Like, what do you uh, derive a lot of your um, your musical focus from? Like, it, who are the artists you look to um, to draw inspiration from when you're writing or when you're just in the studio, um, really trying to get focused and in the zone? Oh, biggest inspiration is probably Russ. If y'all know, like I was saying his name earlier, just because um, because of how he did it, like I had someone show me his music when I first started doing music and like he was just on like such a cool come up and doing it himself, like independent wise. that I just like took ev- like I just like started taking notes and never stopped on that. This dude and his inspiration was like so big for me at the time and it stayed there. But before that, even because he's just a newer one, like my biggest inspirations, my two are like Eminem because like my parents always bumped Eminem and 50 Cent and like they were the two like in Dre like those two those three I should say like that little team of people was always just like talked about when I was younger and I kind of didn't listen to rap too much when I was younger I would just hear them on the radio or not and then I played piano I got into music playing piano and Alicia Keys like Alicia Keys I would hear her on see her on MTV and that was like one of my biggest inspirations so like early inspirations Alicia M50, um, 
and then a bunch of just random stuff in between that like but those are the main ones right there for sure like alicia keys um john mayer for the songwriting abilities like my dad listens to john mayer if y'all ever heard of him yeah. i don't really listen to him just his songwriting like i used to listen to him when i was growing up uh him alicia keys m and 50 those are like my two and then russ is like a very new one that i took into um and nipsey hustle man nipsey and russ are like my two new ones that i just like when i found out about them like four or five years ago i just really started like taking notes and just trying to figure out how they were t uh, moving in the music game and it's helped me so much like on the independent level Nipsey especially and because Russ actually kind of followed what Nipsey did and like Nipsey's not here no more unfortunately rest in peace but um Russ like really takes that and like just make like brings it out so I, I respect that like I look for a lot of people that like uh rep Nipsey the Nipsey mentality of like the marathon continues you got to just go and do it yourself like it's all about the marathon it's not a sprint and Russ is like really good at fucking talking about that right now and just showing it in his independent in the indie like music scene and whatnot and even just talking about the messages like when it comes down to the messages it's important a lot of music nowadays doesn't have too many uh it's just about ass shaking and shit which is cool hmm. i like good messages so how long have you been uh making music so I started making music now five years just hit like recording so I do everything I mix it I master it I record myself I got a little studio right like a little home studio set up um I've been doing that part for like five years now which is just like hey in the beginning it was whatever you know you're just trying to figure this out like YouTube for I've always used YouTube and stuff as a teacher and um it was cool like it was all right I always played the piano and guitar a little bit and I would sing for, like, girls always. That was really the vibe. Like, singing for girls. Like, I would some of my close, like, dude friends would always know about it. But, like, it was a girl thing. Like, I'd always use it to pull girls. And, like, girls loved it. And it just took, like, a, the right girl to push me towards it, like, recording myself and writing music. And that was, like, five years ago. And ever since, like, never stopped. <laughs> it's dope, man. Uh, I think... I got to encourage cats, man. If you got like any kind of musical talent, whether it's like a lot or not that much, I think girls is like the best like sounding board for that. Because um, totally. I can't really sing like that. But I can sing enough. You know what I'm saying? I, I can sing enough. And um, yeah, man. And girls times, appreciate that. Right, right. And going the extra step to being like, you know, being vulnerable like that. Because, you know, I, I think music is one of those sensitive things you know like it's a very like i'm being vulnerable with you to share especially personal music you know singing is one thing i can sing somebody else's song all day and if, if it doesn't come out right i can act like i'm joking and be like ah i can't sing that way i can't <laughs> sing good anyway and play it off right but like it's something very like intimate about like you know this is my craft this is a song that i wrote i believe in it um and you got your stamp on it. Like you said, you believe in it. That's important, too. You got to believe in it yourself when you put that shit out there. Right. And you said you play guitar, man. I play bass not well. but uh, Me neither. I don't play well either. Mine's just like <laughs> I pick YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, man. So um, it, it's, so, it's very intimate and, like, very, like, open with somebody where it's like, oh, I practiced this. And, um, you know, this is something I made up. It, is it dope or not? And they're like, oh, this shit look pitchy, you know? But <laughs> but sometimes when it does work out, it's like, wow, man. Um, 
that's fire and yeah and sometimes like you may it sometimes like i make stuff that maybe i'm okay with like i don't not necessarily not like but i need someone else's opinion or someone just to tell me hey dude this is crazy in like a good way like like in a good way where i may be like over there's been a bunch of those where i've just been like overthinking a song and i might not even want to put it out because i'm just overthinking it and then one person just got it one person or a few people just say dude like this is it like so sometimes you just need that like outside opinion a little bit just because you get in your head sometimes especially with like anything you know what i mean for sure man i think it's also very analogous to telling jokes man um, <laughs> I, I do comedy a little bit and uh, yeah. been a couple of times I've been at like clubs back in the day where like I've had jokes that were like funny and like people you know tee hee hee you know you get a little giggles and shit going but um, sometimes it takes like an older cat to come by and be like yo change these three words what just say this at the end just two three words man and switch it whole room dying and it's like damn man it really takes sometimes it takes a team and sometimes it takes you know um just that one little idea to be like oh you know i, I didn't really believe in that like that or i thought it was good it was kind of on the fence but you know now i changed those two words or i changed those two notes on the piano or on the guitar shit's different now so so yeah and everyone's always got like everyone here's and looks at stuff different, you know what I mean? Like, compared to, like, how, you know what I mean, just in general. Yeah. So sometimes, like, like the three words, dude, that could, you could have thought they were weak, but everyone in that room thought they were amazing. So it's like, wow. So y'all both was just making mixtapes for girls and leaving melodies on the voicemail, huh? That's, that's, <laughs> that's nice. I should have done that. <laughs> I wish I had. Uh, all my shit was in person, man. See, if I had my time back, bro, I would have shit. Uh, I would put all that shit in voice memos, dropped it, and just ran out. Because you know, when you sitting there, you gotta watch their face. You gotta watch their face go through the shit of is this dope or not. So then you try to play a little, <laughs> and then it gets to a point where you can't play no more better, and that's it. Like, oh, fuck, man, this is all. <laughs> these are all the tricks I got right now. Singing your little song and it's trash. Oh, dude, when I was younger, like, I was like, I didn't, I was more, I, when I was uh, not as musically, like, just in, when I was younger, especially before, like, puberty, I can remember, I, I would always be super, um, like, hesitant to play music, man, but girls, girls always push me over towards it, which is cool. Girls are cool. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lied about that. So, girl, I, I love the girls, man, because, like I said, they push me towards the music, like, so did my homies too, but just not like the opinion of girls. Girls look at, I think being a guy too, when you sing, like we were saying a little bit, a little bit ago, girls look at that like way different because I think so many girls can sing and are more, not even can sing. It's just more comfortable singing. I've right. noticed where dudes aren't really. And I think when you see dudes singing, like, it's just like, whoa, especially if they're good. So Aftermath gave you inspiration and, the women in your life gave you aspiration. Yeah, that's real. That's a real line right there. I'm going to use that one. Underline <laughs> <laughs> on aspiration. <laughs> there you go. Like, <laughs> that's like, no, nah, for real life. Um, and then like M, dude, like people, like M, I don't even rap like that. Like just on a lyrical level of Eminem, but like, it's just like, 
the aftermath. That was it, man. But the, the Dre drums with 50 and that whole team, it's just like, it was just different. It was a vibe. And I wasn't even old enough to really understand it until I got older to, like, take it in. But, like, it was a vibe when I was younger, and I could tell from, like, my uncles and, and like, my mom and dad, like, that was a vibe. Like, for my parents who really didn't really listen to rap, to me listening to rap and, like, vibing with it, it's, like, like some new shit, too, at the time. It's, like, okay, like, I took notes. I was, like, okay. And then when you get older and you see, like, what these guys are and Dre and the aftermath of it, all that did. NWA and stuff it's like wow okay like that was uh I was like okay they had some good music playing <laughs> yeah so what's the uh most difficult thing you come across when it comes to um creating a new track or trying to find the perfect words to go with your melody uh the hardest part for me, honestly, actually, right, that I've just noticed, because I don't really struggle with writing anything or recording it or doing that part. It's more usually just uh, making sure that I'm not talking about the same thing too much. Because sometimes I think I talk about the same thing too much, and I'll just, like, change up how I'm talking about it. So yeah. trying to find, like, new things to talk about, maybe, like, just or how I approach, like, ideas, like, the best way to put the message out and make it sound like, Maybe I am talking about something I'm talking about a few years ago, but just in a whole different vibe way now and like make it just different. Like I always like try to make sure if I'm because I do the once a week thing right now and I've been doing it for like 27, 28 weeks. And I'm like always trying to make sure every week it's like just completely different than the last week. And not not every time, but whether if I go and sing and do some R&B on the last song last week, the next week it's going to be like some Eminem 50 cent stuff. Like I'm going hard with the bars or I'm going to try to switch it up. And then maybe the next week I do like some pop or like some rock and roll, like or juice world type of stuff. Like just, I'll always be trying to switch the vibe. And it's hard. That's like the hardest part because it's like always trying to think outside the box. Like what is the newest vibe or what is the next vibe going to be? So that's a little hard, but. I just yeah. listen to music. <laughs> that gotta make you a good artist, though, man. Switching in so many things like that, it just strengthens you in a different way. It, a good R&B artist is gonna be good, you know, for sure. But I think they become better once they bring in, you know, a little bit of country elements. When they bring in a little bit of rock and pop elements, and then you know, when you're versing those things, and you can maybe it's one line or maybe it's one riff that you add in there, but it's like, whoa, that really shows what's in your tool belt. So respect on that, man. And also, a lot of discipline, a lot of discipline, man. Every week releasing a song for, you know, 20, 30 weeks, that, people. Yeah, that's, it's hard, it's hard. Like Russ, so Russ did it for like two years. And yeah. and then he had dropped like 10 albums or mixtapes. He calls them albums, they're like albums pretty much, they're on iTunes and stuff, but they're just like, there's so much music he had made without like saying, and then without popping, I guess, and getting like to where, before just having not a lot of fans and just not getting the recognition for all the music he has that that's there's some good music in there um and like the commitment like that aspect of commitment to say he did 10 albums and then nothing popped and then he said i'm gonna drop a song a week for like it took him like two and a half years i respect that grind right there so like that's why he's such a big inspiration because i was like man if you can do it for 10 albums and you could drop and you still feel like confident enough to go say, hey, I'm going to put out a song a week and no one's really listening like for two years. That's a lot of 
like just commitment, like I said, and I've done the once a week thing. I've tried to do it in the last five years. Like I've done it a few times, but I would go four five, six weeks in and then just like, just wasn't finding like the passion or the grind wasn't there. And then I don't know, something this summer, it just hit. Like I felt like I was getting the mixing. The mixing was good. The mastering was good. Like I felt like I had the equipment down and just the quality was there. So, and then I just kept going and then it just like was going better and better. And like, I don't know, this time it's just, I don't even, it's, it's the longest I've been into it and doing the once a week thing. And it's definitely people are like trip on the, on the grind. But I think right now being COVID, I don't know if I would do it if it wasn't COVID just because COVID there's nothing we could do. Like, so when COVID hit, I just was like around this last, like around this time last year, I was like, putting music out a little bit here and there and then I was like all right this is like my time to do the once a week thing because no one's gonna be able to play shows no one's gonna be able to go out so I sat and built up like five six songs that were really good to give me like the six weeks where I could put those out every week and then start building other songs behind those so I had like five or six weeks ready um last August come August and then of summer of last year and then put those six songs out or start putting them out and as I'm putting them out I was just making other stuff in the background like, if that makes sense. And yeah. it kind of has kept it, like, me good. So I'm, like, five or six weeks up, about a month ahead of, like, what I need to be. It gives me, like, a little bit of a time. So I'm not, like, always stressing every week to put something out. Because that is what I tell people, like, I think, and that's what would cause me to stop doing the once-a-week thing before, is I would do, start going into it and not having any song, just, like, every week trying to think of a new idea. And I'm, like, okay, it's about to be the day I need to drop. Like, and then I wouldn't have anything sometimes. And then it's, like, that that's maybe when I would stop doing the once a week thing. Cause I'm like, all right, well there went the once a week thing. I don't want to, it just, I would tell anybody to have songs ready. Maybe if they were going to do it, because I know Russ did that. Russ had said he had like 20 songs ready before he started doing it. So that way he wasn't rushing every week for a song. So I always tell people like, if you're going to, the once a week thing is awesome because keeps you busy, keeps you grinding. Um, but have some songs to go for first, like almost like a little EP or an album that, you're going to just like, you're, you're ready to put out or you feel comfortable with, and then you build up off that. For sure. Oh, man. Is there a point? So there's a concept, I don't know if you've heard of it, the 10,000 hour rule, right? Oh, hell yeah. That's like, yeah. I, dude, that, I love that theory. That theory is like awesome. Do you, do you feel like you're there? Uh, do you feel like you're close to it? If, if not at 10,000 hours around, where do you think you are? Because they say 10,000 hours is where master kick right you master your craft and from there you know master goes through and does what they want to do with their craft so how close do you think you are to that and uh they talk about flow with that right like when you're in the no shit zone you know you don't see anything you don't hear anything except for what you're doing what does your flow look like and is it easier for you to tap into now um than when you started um dude on the ten thousand hours that's like the best question i've ever been asked in like in the last like year like for the i, I don't even know it just hits me i don't i like that question because i don't know it just i like the ten thousand hour theory and i'm like hmm, ten thousand hours i wonder probably like yeah i don't know I, i'm like i feel as if i'm close mm. like if i had to guess i'm like, I, i've been playing piano and singing for before i hit puberty and i'm tw i just turned 25 on monday so okay. like, Every so, 
thank you, thank you. And so, like, I'm like, I probably started playing piano and singing uh, about 12 or, like, 12 or 13 confidently. And then, like, so I'm, like, I and record, and that was just playing it and then, like, doing it for the last five years. I put so much time into it. I'm like, I pr- I probably did around last summer because like last summer is like when the confidence, like I, I sat with myself and I was like, you know what? Like, this is there. Like this is, um, I was putting a song out. I was only putting songs out on SoundCloud at the time. And then when I started doing the once a week thing, um, come COVID, I started putting it all my music every week. It goes on SoundCloud, Spotify. So all the streaming platforms basically now. So that was like, I forgot to mention that. That was the one thing I did switch up this time doing the once a week. Um, and I think like when I was sitting during the summer before I started doing it, I felt like confident. I felt like I had reached a point like the 10,000 hours where I was like, this is good. Like, like my flows were there. Like people kept telling me, dude, like you're like, I wouldn't, I'm always like doubting myself. People were coming around like, bro, every time you flow, is just there. Like it's right on point. Like, you're hitting it and I was like and there people were telling me like the raps were just better and compared to like the beginning stuff where I think about it and I'm like wow like I (laughs) it's just crazy because I definitely would struggle just even finding a flow sometimes like I always was all right at writing stuff it was just finding the flow was hard for me but now I find pockets like butter it's just like comes and I'll be singing stuff and like I hit highs that I didn't even, I hit notes. I don't even know I could hit sometimes. I just got to like really try to think about how to hit stuff or what to do. And yeah, I, I definitely think I'll probably hit the 10,000 hours. Um, or if not, I'm close. And oh. I definitely, yeah, I, that's a, that's a really good question, man. I'm going to be thinking about that so much right now. And just as I do stuff now, I'm like, man, that 10,000 hours is, I'm, I have to be like right there. Uh, I feel like it's important, man. Anybody Huge. who has you got to be tracking towards it, right? You know, because totally. what's being like, you know, I'm, it's not like what your passion is. You know, if it's like a hobby, it's cool. You, who really gives a shit, right? But if it's like what you're passionate about, what you really care about, then okay. How close am I to being a master at what I care about? How close am I to being um, in the topper or, or the upper echelon of the folks who do what I like doing, you know? So I can start associating with those Russes and those Guap Dad 4000s. And, you know, people in that same lane, you know what I mean? So I dig that. Yeah, you know what's crazy, too, is, like, I can't, like, give me, I definitely have, like, <clears throat> probably 10,000 hours in music now in my life. But, like, I, it's going to be better. It, I can't wait to, like, in five years to say, hey, like, I probably got 10,000 hours just practicing singing, 10,000 hours I've done practicing just rap, 10,000 hours I've done just mixing and mastering, like, you know, because right now it's definitely scattered between all, all of those, right? which is awesome. I can't, like, hate on that. But, like, I can't wait to be able to say, like, wow, like, I've been put so much time just into mixing the mixing that my mixing is super good. Because I feel like everything's, it's, like, going, it's almost there. But, like I said, I want to have 10,000 hours each one individually. So I could say, like, man, my singing's off the charts, my rap's off the charts, my mixing, everything. I'm a very do-it-myself type of person, too. So, like, Honestly, I got it down. <laughs> got this shit. I think a life like a video game, bro. Like I love video games too. I, I don't play them as much anymore, but like I used to win money on video games. Like I'm a, I'm crazy with the. I love video games, but, but it's just I don't like, play them as much anymore. 
Yeah, you ain't got time. I don't think anybody, <laughs> any grown person really working on shit shouldn't have time for two months, right? But like, two I think months, exactly. 2K, man. You want to I just on- got, hey, I just got 2K two day, uh, not yet. Yesterday, I think, actually, I just downloaded I have it. I was about to play it right now for like the first time this morning. I have never played 2K. I got uh, 19 still in the plastic, bro. So <laughs> that's tight. I got that shit for Christmas. I was like, thanks. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Like, <laughs> I be reading this shit. But similar to that, though, man, all the skills in your life, like the more shit you do, you earn experience points. And then, you know, you can kind of spend them however you want to. So, like, you know, let's say 2K, you're talking about, like, shooting, right? So you got, like, your jump shot, you got your uh, layup, and you got your dunk. And, you know, in life, that may be your singing ability, your instrument ability, and then, like, your ability to, like, uh, get in the lab and, like, you know, mix everything. So, like, you know, the more you do those things, the more you get those practice reps in, the more you get those, uh, you know, uh, critical games, whatever they call them in 2K. You know, you get And the more things. you rise that overall score. Yeah, yeah. You do all these things to raise that overall score. And if, like, you're sitting here not practicing, you can't expect your player, your player being yourself, to be this crazy-ass, like, Jordan-ass figure. You can't expect yourself to be LeBron in the game. You're going to get bodied by LeBron every time because LeBron is practice day in and day out. And so his character is going to reflect that. Yours is going to be trash because you don't practice. So that's real. Much respect, bro. And uh, keep hustling, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I even think I need to, I grind, but I always think I need to grind more. It's just me. That's how I am. I'm always like, I'm just the type of person I need to grind. I was with like, I was in a relationship for the last couple of years with my girlfriend and then like, I just got very comfortable with her, like, on a level, like, it was, like, my first real relationship out my parents, and I was just, like, so comfortable on an aspect of, like, being normal almost. I don't like saying that because it makes me feel super weird when I say being normal, but, like, mm. I was just not, like, my grind wasn't there, and then, like, I started talking to my friends and stuff, and they're, like, dude, maybe you just got to do your own thing, and, like, I was always talking about Drake, like, how Drake, you, know, you see Drake, he don't really ever have a female in his life. He's always just Drake, and I why he's Drake. <laughs> when he released it helped me it helped me grind when i so i kind of was like you know i gotta i'm gonna leave and it, it sucks but dude at the time like and still to right now like it just helped me understand like get back on my grind like make me hungry and just understand what i'm doing again like getting comfortable i always tell people is definitely what help can cause people to live and be normal and say and wake up and say i'm gonna go nine to five and get home and just watch some tv and go to bed and just not even like yeah. I'm a type of person. If you're gonna work a nine to five, get off working. What you about to do at next? Like, you know what I mean? Like, play some video games for an hour. But then after that hour, you're like you find a passion, find something that is gonna make you happy in life. I think a lot of people just settle for like way too less. Bro, it's the same situation with me and my girl, man. Um, I had to let her go because great person and everything, but no hustle, no ambition and shit like that. And I'm like, me being a person with a lot of energy and being a person who has a lot of focuses and a lot of hobbies and a lot of things I want to make work, coming home and watching 90 Day Fiance ain't gonna, you know, further anything for me, man. Coming back and watching Real Housewives or whatever the fuck state, city y'all from, I don't give a fuck about that. You know, fuck your life. I'm trying to figure out mine. You know, I'm not, I don't have time for reality TV and shit like that. So, I relate to that, brother. And I think you almost need like a woman that's on your level that's what i tell people too because like you said you need you know like you can't like 
like I would get home and my girl like she's the type of person she was like she cool so she had a hustle but like she'd get off work or school and like there was nothing after like she just wanted to be normal and I was like like not normal but like she didn't have no other grind there was no push or anything else there was no hustle and I'm like like you almost need someone like yourself because it's gonna push you yeah uh a woman is comfort you know oh yeah the right type of comfort for you and for me comfort isn't being comfortable comfort for me is working on my passions i'm comfortable when um i'm getting the things done that i set in place tracking towards my goals and for some some dudes comfort is you know i'm, I'm watching tv i'm laid up you know um kissing kissing and cuddling and all that kind of shit too which is great but for me Again, I can't be comfortable until I got my shit squared away. I'm not comfortable until my life is tracking the way I want it to. If I'm not vectoring towards the things I want to get to, what the fuck am I comfortable for? What are we sitting here looking at each other? We comfortable, ain't we? Yeah, we so comfortable. I love this. I love being... And it gets you stuck. Yeah, you'll forever. Yeah, it just makes you feel like you're, you're... Like you're okay, which maybe you are, but it's like, or how okay are you? I always, someone told me this recently, like take your life. And this is a very good thing I've been doing. Just like, I don't even just recently, but I've been telling people to do this too. So I'm 20, I just turned 25. And if you double my numbers, so I'd be 25 plus 25 is 50. So think about 25 years, what, how long I've been on this earth for 25 years, how much time that is. And I still got, if I double that another 25, what that time looks like i'm like wow that's so much time and i'm only 50 yeah so it's like a good thing to keep in mind like wow like i can't even imagine what 25 years is going to be looking like i'm gonna be like on some other stuff but if you're just sitting being normal and you do that and you're like wow where am i self maybe you're sitting at home every day doing the same shit and you say like i tell my friends do it like where you see yourself if you double your age you know you're going to be only 50 right it's not even that old but you have that that's 25 years you still got that's a lot of time would you see yourself like anything crazy happening in your life you see yourself doing anything like where do you see yourself and it's a real hitter for people man maybe thinking about it like whoa I don't something a lot of people don't know a lot of people I don't know but I know that it's going to be going up that's why I tell people you want it to be going up you don't want it to just be like in 25 years you're just riding along like I don't know you know just I'm gonna I don't know take every day as it comes as yeah, yeah like that, that you don't want to, yeah, just, that's the type of people they are. They'll take every day as it comes and just say, hey, oh, it's okay. And just, I said, some, people are happy, some people are happy like that, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, not everybody can live a stagnant lifestyle where they just, you know, do the normal nine to five thing, the neutral family, the two kids, white picket fence and a dog, you know, that shit is very and much. some people have to though because of the, the family and the kids, some people got to do that nine to five and put down and like be normal, which is okay, like that's always okay too, I'm not like the type of person to say like, being comfortable or being like having a nine to five and taking care of your family, that shit's tight but it's about how happy you're going to be too in like a year in the future, like what making sure you're happy as well. I always tell people, like, well, you make sure you're happy because people like, I have friends that put down for their family and they don't care because they had kids and stuff and their whole life is just like devoted towards that. And I respect the fuck out of that. It makes me grind harder in my, in myself 
but I'm always like, damn, like, what are they happy? Or, I hope they're happy, like, especially good friends. I'm like, I hope they're just happy, especially in like a year or when they have like, where they're down or shit. I'm like, it's hard for me to be down in the same way because I'm like, I don't got a family to take care of or I'm not like super normal like that. So I'm just like, I always am trying to get people to do, be extra, like an extra in the fact of like, read some books. A lot of people don't read. So do shit that's different. For sure, for sure. I'm not on my phone a lot. I don't like this thing because those things are evil, but I use it for like my music and promoting and stuff. But I don't think enough people just talk like this and read books. And uh, I think a lot of people just sit on their phones a lot. Like cause I see it a lot in younger people too. Like they don't, they all just sit on their phone. They don't even do anything. They just sit on their phone. So it's like, and it sucks because you could take that time and put it into something. Even older people do it too. So it's hard, but. I'm always just like putting your time into something that you can be happy with. Yeah, man. I, I believe that. I got an Android uh, just to talk to people less. <laughs> I don't like that, bro. I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm, I got shit to do, man. I want an iPhone where you just iMessage me all easily and you can face No, I want it hard for you to contact me. This is for business primarily and networking. And for, you know, if I got to talk to family and stuff like that, but for me to just leisurely you know I, I hate when i'm like in line or somewhere and i see somebody just playing a game or something stupid on their phone it's like bro you're not even talking to anybody you're playing a stupid game where you could be i don't know talking to the people around you yeah like, like let's say that person wasn't playing a game and you maybe or they're just this easier example take the phones away like old school shit and like you're at the she's what that person's waiting in line you're waiting in line and then a conversation sparks and maybe y'all both do the same thing and then y'all link up like that maybe never would have even happened if this person's just like sitting there, like, you know, like right. zoned out the world. Not like it's crazy. A lot of people just in the phone world and they're not in the real world. It's like crazy. That's how a lot of people get depressed, man. You get hell yeah. The world or whatever. And, you know, that, that's not real life. You got to find, I, I say that it's important to find happiness mentors, right? So a lot of people say, like, go out into the world and find mentors and teach you you know, your craft and, to, you know, when you look up 10 years, 20 years, like, is that guy doing what you, something that you'd be okay with doing? I think that's important too, but I also feel like it's important to find people who you can see they're happy as shit. And how do I get to be like that? You know, take the career out of it, take the, you know, the money out or the house and whatever. Is that person genuinely happy when, when they wake up or whenever you see them or talk to them, they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they just got that extra, you know, pep or whatever the fuck in this stuff. How do you get there, bro? What, what got you happy and shit today? Well, let me tell you. Like, that's what I'm trying to get on. So seek them people out, man. And I don't, and I feel like a lot of those people that I talk to that um, I've reached out to, and I'm like, well, what keeps you happy? What keeps you going in the morning? None of them say, well, texting eight people at a time. Nobody says, um, <laughs> You know, my, me and my iPhone, man, thank God for Steve Jobs, bro. You want for Steve Jobs and the crew, bro. I, I'll be out here just depressed. Everybody's saying write. Everybody's saying read books. Everybody's saying go talk to somebody and be nice to somebody. Um, do something selfless, you know. Yeah, I never hear someone tell me and come up to me and say my highlight of my day was Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter. Like, fuck no. I never, ever, ever hear someone say my highlight of my day was going on Instagram or going on this app or like, hell, that's not, because it's not, it's never going to be. It's just like something that I think I call it a filler. It's like a filler. They just use it. If 
if you took a phone away from a lot of people, they would do more shit because it's just a filler. It's there. And it's just like a thing, like a filler. It's just, you feel your, it just takes time away from, I don't know. It's just a filler. That's what I think it is. It's like something people, if you just took it away from people, um, they would just use the time different. And that's where it comes down to. I think that's why like a lot of people like, uh, with like, I think the Generation Z, that's what they call it. I think Generation Z is going to be like the laziest generation. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm super wrong on this. But like, I just think like work ethic wise, like, and like doing stuff like music and like hobbies. I just, I don't see many kids have hobbies nowadays. It's weird. I'm like, because the phone is like a filler and takes away from that. So it sucks. It's hobbies and it's, it's the drive. Like T. And drive. Yeah, like I know you can probably remember being a kid and being like having like a job like somebody gave you to do and you don't stop till you're done. Like like that's just yeah, it. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's that's just it. And that's how it is, man. Like if somebody told me to like go outside and rake leaves, well no break. That was just it, man. You go out there, you rake them damn leaves, and I don't want to see you until animal leaves on the ground. Go out there and cut them the grass until all the grass is cut. I don't mean half of it. I don't mean the backyard. I don't mean the back of the side. All the shit got to be cut, you know? And I think a lot of those things taught me that un- it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to push through. There's so much more in you. There's, there's a point where you're going to be tired and you're going to be frustrated and hot and whatever else. You're going to want to stop. But the second you say, the second you make the decision, fuck it, I got to keep going, all that goes away. And then you get into kind of like what we were talking about earlier, flow. And once you're in that flow, man, you can knock out so many things. And then once you get in the flow with different hobbies and different projects, man, it's just like, wow, like how many more things can you pick up in life versus just going, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I'm tired. I got to stop. Man, is my mental health okay? Mental health is important. But it's like, yo, at the same time, there's got to be a balance of like hard things, and relaxation and all these other things. I think a lot of kids in the coming up generation are just like, you know, comfort. Oh, something slightly uncomfortable, let's fall into comfort and that's where we need to be. And it's like, no, not always. Push through and see what you can get out of it. You gotta know where your limits are before you can stop. Yeah, and like you said, it's good to be uncomfortable sometimes, like just try new things and fucking be uncomfortable, be fucking, put yourself out there. Be right. vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Uncomfortable. Put yourself out there. Be out there, bro. Let's take in the take shit in. Yeah, my uncles. A lot of them are in the military, and um, they will tell you, <laughs> do something until you pass out. And until you pass out, um, <laughs> that's when you know your limit. Nine times out of ten, you're not gonna pass out. <laughs> so that's <laughs> to me. That's always been a lesson of well. I ain't passed out yet, so I, I guess I'm good. You know, I'm still going. I still have energy in me. Um, I still have motivation to keep doing whatever I'm doing. So, you know, so long as I don't hit that, like, point of failure, you know, where I'm collapsing, I'm cool. In the words of Eminem, got to go till you, till you collapse. So let me ask Sorry you. my outside got a little bit loud right now, I think. <laughs> no, you're fine. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Let me ask you this, Warren. Um, in the uh, the past five years, what's something that unexpected uh, that happened to you on the course of you becoming a better artist? Hmm. 
Um, let me think. I'm trying to think. There's a bunch, but like the main one probably would be like. Oh, I could. I know which one. What it is actually a good one because like one thing that really changed me and showed me that I was like on the right path for sure too because I was doing this like maybe three years or uh, two years I entered like I found a website it's like SoundCloud basically it's called BandLab it's um just like a SoundCloud basically but they have contests on here and uh, someone told me about it and was like yeah you should enter this so I went made a song just for this contest it was like two three years ago um I was fairly new at recording and stuff put it out um I get third place and like they gave first second and third prize money it was like 500 250 100 first contest go on here first month I mean uh enter the song I get third place I was like hell yeah dude and then I entered the next month and I won and I was like and it was just like a, a website you basically put out songs and they like the crowd votes on who's is the best so mine was literally like people were saying I should have won the first one too so I was just like I had so much confidence going on there and like I was so new at the music I was like kind of hesitant at the time and I was like man I wonder if this is like right almost like and then like, that was, like, the ultimate confirmation. Like, I went first, when when I did that first month and one, I was like, okay, like, this is right. And then when I won the second month, I, I was like, okay, like, this is definitely, I'm on the right path right now. And it was kind of just, like, that good confirmation. At the time, I was, like, like 50 or 60,000 views on, like, SoundCloud. So I was, like, super small still. And, like, it was just, like, I didn't know if, I didn't have as much confirmation as I needed. And that literally took it to the top. Like, on that website, I've never really put music on after that, but like I uh, had went on there a few months ago and like, I have like, they verified me. Like I was like one of, they said, I was like one of the first to verify that cause it was all new at the time. And I kind of went away and forgot about it. And then I had like 2000 people follow my thing and like all kind like I had like 30,000 plays just on this random website and people were just going and listening to these songs, like after the fact. So I was like, that's crazy. Like it was just like a confirmation thing. Really, it really showed me that people wanted to listen too. Because I thought the music at the time was whatever. I'm not gonna lie; like I'm still what I think the music. I'm like, wow, if I would have entered that with the music I'm putting out right now, like I would have, they would have been tripping. I don't know. <laughs> That's dope, man. Is um, so I know like with a lot of like creatives, right? You're doing this thing right now. <laughs> this is my sister. <laughs> I know that like with creatives right especially when you're pushing out like a lot of content um you're going through that creative process over and over and over again right is there a point where uh you get like that creative paralysis where it's like dang man like it's really tough for me to create something right now and it's just like ah, like you don't know how to move forward with something or maybe you have a good idea and it's like, well, I don't know how to flesh this out and you get to like a hard stopping point. Do you get that? And if so, how do you push through? Mm, yeah, dude, I definitely get like that, like part, I get in, it always happens. Like I might be like, be, like get a, doing a song and then like the first, like it's just going like the verses or the first verse goes the hook or something like the song's flowing and then like, but maybe I'm almost done and I just see like sometimes I'll get stuck on just like one line or something or like that like a couple lines and I don't even like if I get stuck on something I've just learned to like because I used to just get really like into it and I would sit on it for hours and then 
it was like almost a little bit more stressful on that end. So I, if I get stuck on anything or I just come back to it literally, or I feel like I'm in a writer's block in the moment, I just come back. I'm like, I usually listen to music. I, I'm very big on just listening to music, like because of the ideas I hear and, or maybe have something said and come back. So, or I, I'm very big at like, for some reason when I, when I listen to a lot of music, uh, I just like watch, I look at the lyrics because on the iTunes app, when you like, uh, listen to music you can w- go with the lyrics and if they have the lyrics most people do so I usually follow the lyrics a lot when I like li- really am listening to music so I can like understand it on this a whole nother like it helps me understand it better and gets me out of writer's blocks and helps me write stuff so one thing the other one is like this is from J. Cole shout out J. Cole I started doing this like a year ago I wake up and I have like these little books and I use my notes in my phone for it I, when I get an idea like it could just be like the randomest idea or like something a word whatever it is I just put it down I could be with people I could be out I don't even care what I'm doing like I could be working I'll be working I stack shoes I work for uh Ugg. you guys know what like the Ugg boots are and stuff yeah. so I work for Ugg, and I'll be like working stacking shoes and like someone could say something or I'll just be like hear a word or listening to music and like I just stop and I'll put that idea down and it's rare I don't actually because of that. It helped me. It helped me get through. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do. J Cole, shout out J Cole. He like literally. I heard him say that on an interview. That like yeah. that would help him a bunch. And it really, I give that tip to everybody who does music. I'm like, yo, just keep put ideas down. Anytime you get one, like a word, a fucking phrase, whatever it could be. It doesn't even have to be like a whole idea. Like, I just hear a good word sometimes. Like the other day, I just heard the word unique, and I was like, oh. I just like that word unique. So I literally just went and wrote the word unique, get off, get home. And like, it just, the whole thing clicked off that one word. So like I said, it doesn't even have to be an idea sometimes. Um, a lot of it is ideas, but it's just, sometimes it's just words. So, uh, one thing I, I try to do, he says, is like to do it in the morning. It's very hard for me. I don't really get all the ideas in the morning. He always says when you wake up is like the best time to like, like I don't do it, but he says like, I'm a, maybe I'll start doing it. But he says, wake up and write right I think it's like three like your first thoughts in the morning he says that's like one of the best ones it's just I've tried to do it and I don't care well I always be thinking about the same stuff in the morning so he says though when you wake up your mind is so like it's in a different spot than the whole rest of the day because you just woke up and yeah I don't know I maybe I might try it a little bit more he said that one helped him the most so when he woke up and he would write the, the those ideas and that he said oh, those ones in the morning always like went the farthest. It's true, man. Um, I forget what book that derives from, but um, I dated a writer for a little bit. She does the same thing. Um, and yeah, I think he said like because he was in the interview. I'm pretty sure he said like he got it from someone else, like a, like yeah. a writer had told him or something or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, right when you when you wake up. Part of the book is like, when you wake up, that's when you're most creative, right? That's when you have all your creative juices and your mind's trying to figure shit out. But later in the day, you kind of lose your creativity. So when they say like, you're grinding at night, that shit doesn't really, you're not creative at night. You do whatever bullshit task that you created in the beginning of the day. You know, you flesh off of that versus, you know, being creative. So. Yeah, I hate writing at night. Like I, I, I can do it. I do it a bunch, but I, like just on speaking on that it's crazy when I think about it I don't really like writing at night because I could like do music at night and record it 
Yeah. Like it's the, I don't like thinking of ideas at night because you're tired and your head. It's like better in the day. So I do agree on that point. Check for out. sure, actually. And I got like, man, you can look behind this camera. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, notebooks and a thing of note cards, you know, with the little spiral that go with it. I write all the time, bro. And when I wake up, I try to and first thoughts of the day, knock those out, just a page, bro. And sometimes that first page is going to be, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What the fuck, what the fuck? I'm tired, I'm sleepy, 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 sleepy. After you get past that, right, you start writing like, Maybe I had a dream. Uh, maybe you write one word like unique, and then you just write other things. And then slowly but surely, your mind will just come together with some crazy ass shit. And for me and like my podcast that like I'm kind of like working on the side, it's like shit like I never would have thought of in like my normal brain. I'm just like, damn, that's a good idea. What, what, what the hell? <laughs> like, where are these shits coming from? I didn't think I had that in me. I'm like, where, where am I drawing this information or this information from? Where am I getting this inspiration from? And it's just all the shit in your mind, bro. It's just like so much shit up in here that you don't even know. You have like boxes, I think, of shit like this is work, this is family, this is home, and all these things. When you wake up, bro, all those boxes are like it's it's like a flap of every box is put down. So shit is like spilling all into these different categories. Now, as you start to wake up more, you know, those folds come up more and more and everything's in its neat little box again. When you go back to sleep, little, those panels come down again. They start leaking into each other. And that's why you get weird dreams and shit. So when you Oh, you guys want to know something? I never dream. I don't get dreams. Word. Yeah, no, I, I don't really. I, I get them like very often, but uh, I can't remember them. Like, it's so rare that I would get one. Like, and if I like, I could think of one. I like a few months ago, I got one after I had broken up with my girl. And it was just like, I would get images of her, but like, I'll wake up and that's all I can remember is like seeing her in my head. Like, no dreams. I haven't dreamed since I smoked weed, I think. So, mm-hmm. like, around like 13 or 14, 15, around that time when I started smoking weed, I just stopped getting dreams. And I, it's cool because I don't get nightmares. So, like, I used to get crazy nightmares. I remember when I was younger and like, I probably like everybody I would just get nightmares sometimes and I hated that shit and I don't it's weird I don't know if I am I just don't get dreams so it's like I'm always like man I don't know if I would want them but then I don't get nightmares so it's like best I'm like I don't know how how uh often or I should say how long do you sleep at night never <laughs> nothing okay I'm like, so because I, it depends it's usually at least six hours but like at six to seven at max like eight I never sleep more than like eight hours but like I'm very I I stay up late and go to go to bed and then I'll wake up early a lot usually I don't like I'm not a very I don't care care for sleep too much it doesn't really affect me because I drink a lot of coffee too I've been seeing that so so balance everyone dreams but if your mind isn't allowed to go into uh, REM sleep, which usually takes about at least four hours for your body to, you know, maintain that consistency, then you won't be, you won't have enough uh, rest to remember your dream. Because if you're Mm -hmm. asleep, nine times out of 10, you're dreaming, you just won't remember them because you weren't, uh, you know, you weren't sleep long enough to process that information. So like, if you get eight hours and it's or at a minimum eight hours of decent sleep, 
and your mind goes into REM, you can actually remember, you know, if you, you know, had a, a memorable dream. Because nine times out of 10, people only remember real vivid dreams or intense dreams, like nightmares or, you know, something violent or something like that, or something gratifying. So if you ever slept over eight hours or at least nine hours, I guarantee you'll remember that night. No, you know, actually, so I've, I, I forgot. I had someone who was like, tell me like on a level that like I get dreams. I just don't remember. I'm like a psychiatrist lady, like one of my friends' mom. She was like, you get dreams. You're just not remembering your dreams. She said I can be getting nightmares and dreams that I just am not remembering them actually. So that when you said that, I for, I, it, made, it made me remember that I, I am getting them. Just I, don't, I, I might not remember them. So there's some stuff going on outside. So I might have to cut my end short right here. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Nah, man. California be like that, bro. Um, <laughs> work meeting sometimes. And like, you know, it's just like a nice day out every now and again. I'm like, oh, let me take my little laptop. And the second, you know, I'll take myself off a of mute. You know, you got sirens. You got people yelling. Um, I think one guy broke up with his girlfriend down there. And it was going <laughs> And like it was definitely my time to be talking. And I was like, I gotta go inside. It was so loud, bro. I heard them from the back. I was like, oh man, uh, I don't know how to get this ratchet tree off of here, but we just hear it. So I get you, bro. Um, how long do you guys usually go for? Um, we usually go for about an hour. So um, you know, I, I think that uh it's been very informative and um, I appreciate your insights and all your thoughts and processes. You know, I, I I see that, you know, being on that grind over the past five years, it gave you a lot of insight. And I see where your inspiration comes from. I see where how you create your uniqueness from your, you know, what I'm saying everyone you kind of mold yourself by. So it's been real dope getting to know you, you know, on a personal level. We appreciate you taking the time out today. Thank you. And I feel like, like, so, dude, we're going to meet one day. I guarantee you that it can, it can happen. It's going to go down because, like, I'm just, like, people keep saying this is the year, too. Like, maybe the 10,000 hours hit right this year or something. But, or, it's, or I don't know. Just people keep saying this is the year. And, like, last week on Spotify, I'll go over, like, the last month. Like, I had uh, a 1,000 streams. And then a couple, three weeks ago, it was at, like, 3,000 in a week. And then it just got to 5,000 last week. And then this week it was at 10,000. So it's just going up right now on some crazy shit too. So I'm like, hopefully it just keeps going because I'm trying to go play shows and I'm trying to travel around the United States a little bit right now. I'm going to just go tour, play music. I have a lot of music out. So that's like my goal right now. Once COVID is like over. I don't know about being over. I think (laughs) once we find a way around what is now the new normal and to have some type of um structure working your way into that is key totally that hey that's real that's yeah. real like because you're you're right it's gonna it's like the new normal so how we're gonna work around it dude that's like real and i'm curious to see how it's gonna happen because in california it's fucked up Big <laughs> <laughs> it really is though it sucks so i'm just hoping like stuff starts to go back to normal soon like a, what used to be normal yeah. yeah, and man, for you, 
I hope you're able to do shows sometime soon, man. I know, like, being an artist and, like, getting to that point of, like, you know, I'm right here and, like, it's supposed to be my time to shine, you know, it's different than, like, the traditional routes, man. But, you know, don't count out uh, streaming shows and all that kind of stuff, too, bro. Oh, yeah. And all those types of, you know, people making it work. So, you know, but but I do hope, like, for the best for you, man, I do hope that at some point soon, you're able to get out in front of like a live crowd and rock them out like because i know there's probably no feeling like that you know that could dude be- and i can't imagine being like a famous artist right now or someone like you guys know who jack harlow is you heard him <laughs> dude so like someone who showed me that guy like one of my friends like three or four years ago and he looked the same he was looked like a nerd and he just had this song riding his bike i think it's called riding around town and it's hard and he and like he was like this kid's gonna be fucking dope one day and like uh Look at him, dude. He's going right now. He just had Caddy's year. And he dropped that album right before COVID. And I can't even imagine not being able to go play. Like, I, I can't even, like, I can't imagine, man. Because I'm little still, so, like, I don't really, I'm gaining stuff. He's, like, looking for, he wanted to see how that album's hidden. <laughs> we're not going to say you little, bro. We're going to say you building it. All right, we're going to say that right now. You still in the building phase, man. Because I feel like, man, just like we said with Jack Harlow, right? The talent was already there. The song was already there. It was just people recognizing. So we're not going to say little. We, yeah, we just, that's crazy. I didn't think about that. Building the fan base, bro. So, you know, blessings to you, brother. And, uh, and all your ne- let us get your uh, contact information so that on our platform we can spread your shit as far as we can, you know? If you want to do our part. Yeah. Well, I got Big T, right, on Insta. Is that who I follow? Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me um get your guys' Insta real quick, and then I'll, yeah. so I'll... just uh just tell everybody where they can follow you at and where they can find your music at. Oh yeah, so mine's easy. Mine sounds by Warren. Everything, all one word. My music, my Instagram, everything. It sounds by Warren, all one word. Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. YouTube, sounds by Warren. Everything. My email, like if you y'all, y'all anybody wants to contact me about anything. Sounds by Warren, everything, which is cool. Okay. And you got anything uh, new or uh, big coming up in the next few months that you can speak on? Mm -hmm. Videos, because I just, uh, videos, I'm very, um, like my YouTube, I just post the music on there. I just never really promote my YouTube. I never really have. And it just starts, it's getting views, like a lot of the still frames and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm just starting to post videos for the first time. I just did my first video the, uh, a few weeks ago and I had my friend shoot and I edited and stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's, it's a not no million dollar music video, but it's cool. Like people like it. Um, it's doing this thing. And now I'm basically just getting into putting money into videos and doing actual good music. Like not that it's not good, just more professional level videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so videos, uh, YouTube, that's the biggest way that really there is out there is probably YouTube. So um, YouTube, the videos um, with COVID, I don't know how long, like, especially in California, I don't know what's up, what's up with shows. So I, I'm talking to someone, but it's like, we don't know when you could even play shows here. Like, I know the only place right now, I think that's starting to open up right now is Texas, maybe. Or I don't know. I'm not even sure. But I think Texas is starting to do shows, maybe, if I'm correct. Uh, traveling to maybe in Texas or one of those other like open states and being like, yo, man, fuck it. I'm just going to be out here. And yep. like Georgia. <laughs> yeah, because I got, I got a fan base. Like that's as cool as like, I think I could go anywhere in the United States and almost play a show. Not probably not anywhere, but 
probably like uh, I got a I got like I see the analytics and I definitely got fans all around the United States. I got fans around the world. So I'm like I at this point it's just uh yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna wait on Cal yet, but this is kind of where it's like where I want to start because it's like where I'm from. So and I think it's gonna hit the hardest here because this is like when I look at the analytics of cities, like the top cities are usually the, so most of the big cities, most of the cities I should say around me are big fans. Because mm-hmm. like there's so many cities around the United States that I can't keep up with all of them. But the ones around me, when I see them on the list, I'm like, hell yeah, 200 plays in the city right next to me. I know that that's dope. Like compared to like the 200 in maybe like Georgia, where I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to be in Georgia. That's cool. That's getting 200 in Georgia. But it's, yeah. I like seeing the towns around me uh, do its thing. So it came so loud around me right now. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we're gonna let you go, and uh, we appreciate you coming on on the uh, the new edition of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. You know, and I can't make this up. Yeah, man. I uh, I hope that you enjoyed yourself, and look forward to doing this again. You know, I appreciate you taking the time out on this. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it'd be so cool to do it in like a year or something, like just to see what happened in like a year. So I'm definitely gonna check back in and see what's up in like. You know what I mean? See what happened in a year. Definitely think it's going to be up there more like on some crazy stuff, too, so it'd be pretty cool. Okay. I mean, we we can set something up, get something on the schedule, you know. It doesn't even have to be a year. Maybe we do something in the summer. Maybe just something with a big update or something. Nice. We'll see what's up, you know what I mean? Down, Keep yeah. you guys updated for sure. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's try to do something in about three months and see what happens. Hell yeah, dude, because the summer is lit, especially out here, so I'm down. And I got some cool stuff on the way for the summer. So, like, I'm super, super down. All right, cool. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, you set something up and you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I think that we have something good right here. So I can't wait to uh, post this and uh, see what type of results we get from it. But, you know. Um, do, you make, do you post a video of it, right? Or how's it work? Um, I'll talk about you. I'll talk to you about it once we get off. But um, because I definitely will can shout it out and stuff and share it. So just let me know. Keep me updated on that part. Most definitely, most definitely. But uh, because I know I got people that would definitely want to what they're definitely gonna want to probably tune in. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been Big T. Hey man, this is Kenneth from Ken Floyd's. And this has been the I Can't with the K Make This Up podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast everywhere they're available. You can also find us here at YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So please like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow and support my guests and my new co host, Kenneth Bridges. Oh, through. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, Ken hey, the name's hard. Name's hard, no cap. Name's so hard. Had to say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to check out uh, Ken Fluence, the podcast. Uh, Going to be uh, all up in your uh, syndrome real soon, all right? But until next time, peace. Hi, Jeff. Later. Peace. Hey.